Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs Hello and welcome to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host KK. I have an amazing guest today. He is the CEO and founder of the Entrepreneur Lifestyle, an international speaker and mentor. He specializes in helping successful entrepreneurs reduce stress and overwhelm. Wow, something similar to what I do so that they can live the lifestyle they thought they would have when they started their business while boosting business success and he is Ben Ivy welcome to our show Ben thank you so much i'm excited to be here it's a pleasure so ben tell our listeners who ben ivy is Well, sure. Well, I think you explained it pretty well. <laughs> I'm uh, usually traveling around to China, to LA, and uh, obviously here in the UK, helping entrepreneurs from all walks of life. As we were mentioning before, I think it's very common for entrepreneurs to burn out, to overestimate what they can do in a year. And really, for me, it's how do you live a great lifestyle as an entrepreneur whilst you're boosting your business success? And, and that's what I've been doing for many, many years now. Awesome. And how do you help entrepreneurs? Like, what are the strategies you use to help them? Sure. So, whenever an entrepreneur comes to me, it's very important that I understand where they are in their business because some entrepreneurs are just focusing on the finance side of things. They need to get their finances. Some are working in the business and they're not working on the business, and they're getting overwhelmed. They're a bit of a perfectionist. There's over analysis there and things like that. So, really, for me, it's understanding where they are right now. and figuring out what is really blocking them to move towards where they want to be because I'm I'm sure you found this as well often the problem someone presents isn't actually the real issue right so for example an entrepreneur will say to me and this happened this happened last year he goes ben i see how you market online teach me marketing Right. and he's a software developer and i'm thinking what are you talking about i'm not going to talk to you about marketing i don't do marketing so we have a conversation and within the first 5 minutes i see that his issue isn't marketing it's actually being a perfectionist he is a software developer he has a company he's got 12 employees but for him the challenge there is applying perfectionism which is great for coding because if you've got bugs and challenges there you've got to be able to overcome that so yeah. that's fantastic but when you apply that to marketing that's where a massive challenge occurs and as he overcame that he ended up de-sizing his business by 3 10xing business growth and then he's now you know chilling out he was in Bali where all covid was going on so he was having an amazing time so it's those sorts of things that i do which is really uncovering the the deeper challenge that people are experiencing And what are some of the challenges you face? 
Sure, I'm sure I it's think... not so easy. You make it sound so easy and simple, though, but I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> of course not. I think everyone faces challenges, and it's it's not about being in balance because no one ever is, right? And for myself, literally last week, I ended up re-injuring my ankle again. So for me, that that's been a real challenge from a health side of things to be able to do what I do. I'm not, I wasn't moving as much as usually. I'm flying in on and off of planes, so being able to do that has been great. And I'm focusing on that getting physio I have challenges or actually one of the biggest challenges that, that I faced for for many years was being in a long-distance relationship my wife has now moved back to the UK but we're in a long-distance relationship where I'd be flying around the world we were dealing with all the different time zones you were yeah. chatting about to me earlier as well and I think that's a that's a huge challenge but as, as an entrepreneur and I and I think that I'm sure you can relate to this Everyone can experience stress. Everyone can experience overwhelm to some degree. The difference now is that I know how to deal with that. So it's not a perpetual challenge in my life that can cause me to go downhill that it did previously. And you know, for, for my story, I've burned out for six weeks. I lost my father to suicide, which dove me on this journey because he was my best friend and I saw him the day before. And when people ask me about my why and I speak about that, I quit my business and I started searching as to what is it that really matters to people in life. And, and through that journey, I found that everyone will have a challenge, but it's how you deal with it and how do you create that sustainable lifestyle as well as boosting that business that really matters. I'm so sorry to hear about your dad and you're absolutely right. I tell the same thing to people that stress is inevitable, first of all, and there's nothing that you can do to eliminate stress from your life. Stress will always remain there until you're alive. But when you learn to deal with it, you know, you can't control external factors, the weather, how people will behave or, you know, out external circumstances. But if you train yourself internally, you know, if you're strong inside, then you can manage your stress levels better. It yeah, can cause you less damage compared to, you know, it would normally, usually people, you know, end up being in hospital when they're really stressed out. So what's your take on it? How do you help people, you know, train themselves internally to manage or balance stress in their life? Sure. Well, when we look into stress, and I think what's very important is to understand the emotional state that you're in as you approach that challenge. Because we could put the same entrepreneur in the same scenario, but at different stages of the day, for example, they may deal with it very differently. When you're stressed, you're at your last tether, you're dealing with challenges in the business, employees are complaining, you've got a client, you're losing someone, it's very challenging. And then one, like one other thing can cause you to just feel overwhelmed and you deal with that in a negative way. So one of the things that I share with entrepreneurs is about a daily power. How do you do something each day that allows you to increase your emotional capacity of what you're capable of doing so that you can take on more without experiencing the same level of stress? The other thing that I often find is that people go on a, a downward spiral with their questions. Often a negative question can lead them to focus in a certain area that leads them downhill. So for example, what did I do wrong? Why isn't this client moving forward? How did I not generate that revenue? Why am I not profitable this quarter. Suddenly these negative questions can lead entrepreneurs down this spiral which really stops them from being the leader they need to be to run their business. Right. So it's the negative inner dialogue. You can be your best friend or worst enemy. 
Yeah, most certainly. And I think that the inner dialogue is certainly a very important factor. I mean, with, with, any, um, with any coaching that, that, that you do or any sort of techniques, it's, it's not really about a strategy. It's about working out for the person what is right for them and how can you, you know, use a toolbox of techniques. I'm sure you've done loads of different things as well to genuinely help someone to move forward in a way that works for them sustainably. Absolutely. I mean, I can recall the experience I went through seven, eight years back when we had our first daughter uh, born premature. She was only 28 weeks and in the hospital neonatal care unit for almost 55 days. So I would go back home, uh, you know, and have all these fears and worries and concerns for her because she was in the hospital. And as a mother, you you know, you are at home and I was having sleepless nights. And then I would change my inner dialogue to, you know, more positive ones that she's being protected. She's strong and there are angels around her. And I visualize her happy face playing, you know, coming home soon. So it did help me a lot. And thank God she came back home very healthy and she's seven and a half years now. So, yeah, so as this, this is the same example I use and I tell my friends, my community, my students, I tell them the same thing. It can vary, you know, your circumstances can vary. The level of stress can also vary, but how you manage and deal with it is completely on you. Definitely. You know, if you really want to change the things outside, you need to be that change internally. So Ben, tell us who is your mentor? Do you have a mentor? Do you follow someone closely who inspires you? Yeah, for me, I I think that it's similar when people say, you know, what's your favorite book or who's your favorite mentor? And for me, I think that you need mentors at different stages in your life to help you on your journey. So for me, when I think of the mentors that I think have been amazing on my journey, I mean, I, I think Tony Robbins, is, as, as you mentioned previously, I think certainly he's one. Um, Alan Kleinhand uh, is, is an amazing friend and mentor uh, who's, who's helped me for many years. I also look at uh, actually a comedian, Michael McIntyre, as a mentor, and I I consider him a mentor for me into how to be more humorous and interactive and slightly ridiculous on stage to keep an audience entertained. So I think that we all have mentors in a variety of different areas. And those are, those are certainly one that comes to mind immediately for me. Okay. And what's, what's, uh, what's that you really look up to them? And I mean, what is it that really inspires you? The way they talk or their knowledge or their empathy or their authenticity. Yeah, for me, I think being able to be authentic is incredibly important and also to master your craft. I think there's a lot of people nowadays that don't have the patience to master something and really delve deeply into, into what they're doing. And when I think of you know, attempting to learn Chinese and I think of some of, the, some of the challenges that I faced in my life, I think that having that patience to be able to follow through is incredibly important. When you read about their biographies or their stories of any mentor, I think one of the most important challenges is when they've got their success, they lose it all and they build it back up. Right. And I think that that is one of the biggest challenges for people. So when I look at Michael McIntyre and the journey that he has of becoming a, a comedian on stage and starting to move forward, 
Uh, I think that Valen Kleinhans being in the wars and all the challenges that he faced to then being a global speaker and starting to impact people from all walks of life. So for me, I think just hearing the stories from people and how they have overcome those challenges to move forward is amazing. And the responsibility that they take in their life is amazing and how they how they live in abundance and truly connect with people no matter where they are on their journey. I, I think that is just uh, an amazing trait to have. Interesting. So what do you advise entrepreneurs who are aspiring but don't have patience? We, sure. Most of us know that people these days, because of thanks to social media, everything is available at the click of the button. So people expect results fast as well. And also they compare themselves to other people who are already successful. So people don't have patience. They want results fast. What do you have to say to them? Well, I think what's incredibly important is to figure out what is it that you actually want in your life because you can get results quickly. And I'll give you an example. You can learn a song on an instrument, but that doesn't make you a musician, right? You can learn to do an amazing speech. That doesn't make you an amazing international speaker. And I think that's, for the listeners, the difference that I want to share with them because you can give yourself a challenge or, or, or learn a strategy or this tactic and get it correct, but... The question is, do you want to lay the foundation so that if that doesn't work, you can then move on to a different thing? So I think there's a lot of trends that, that are happening. People are doing lots of Facebook ads. They're doing Instagram ads. There's, there's lots of things that are going on right now. And you can get a tactic, and it can work for three months. But I've been interviewed entrepreneurs from all walks of life. And I'm telling you now that even the top people in the industry, people making multi, multi-millions of dollars, are now pivoting, changing, switching tactics. And if you don't have that underlying foundation, it can be incredibly challenging. And I agree with everything that you're saying with regards to this instant gratification that we're so used to. But the truth is, with things that really matter the most in life, creating deep, meaningful connections with another human being, being able to build a career or a skill set that actually lasts for an incredibly long time, these things take longer. And that's where if you can see that progress or that end goal to where you want to be and set those mini uh, achievements along the way, I think that that can feed the instant gratification. Mm -hmm. So having those small milestones whilst ultimately realizing that there's a bigger picture to work towards. Right. I think people buy people, right? More than products and services, especially in today's time. So one needs to definitely be visible, be consistent and build that trust to be successful, right? I think those are few very important basic things and be realistic. Otherwise, you know, you are going to give up and, you know, try different things and give up again. How important do you think people should have vision or like Simon Sinek talks about why I'm a big fan of him. And I think people should have that kind of clarity. How important according to you is having that kind of clarity or starting with your why? Sure. Well, I think that for those who haven't listened, uh, listening to Simon Senak, his, his his talk start with why is incredibly important. And when we look into the the why, that the the, the how, the what, and, and looking into those elements, I think they're all incredibly important. For me, when when I work with someone, it's figuring out as an entrepreneur why are you entering this journey. Because people have different reasons. Some people do it for freedom. Some people do it for money. Some people do it for time. Other people do it to contribute. And when you figure out your why, you can actually work out why you're doing what you're doing and what it is that you actually want to create. Suddenly, it's less about the, the money and, and all these other external factors, but more about a mission that's actually driving you. And 
It's that mission that often differentiates yourself from other people to enable you to keep moving forward. And I think that being able to have that vision is incredibly important. And I certainly challenge a lot of people nowadays to not set loads of yearly goals. And the reason why I say that is, think at the beginning of this year, right? How many of us are on track to the yearly goal that we set at the beginning of this year, right? Often we're much further away or we've pivoted or we've done something different. So especially nowadays, one of the things that I recommend for people, and I think this works hand in hand with avoiding that instant gratification, is to set these power year goals. So three months and have one major focus for that three month period to really enable you to go forward. And you have that major and you have a few minors and you make massive progress whilst working towards that vision. And I find that that's a very sustainable way to keep you on track where you're not overwhelmed, but you can actually see the results that you're getting. And it's a much more realistic standpoint that as humans, we can actually understand as opposed to overestimating what we can do in a year and underestimating what we can do in a decade. Right. So taking baby steps, like I always use this as well. Don't run because even as a child, we first learn to crawl, then take a few steps and then start walking and then running. Right. So you eventually just take baby steps. Very interesting. So Ben, everybody has their own definition of success. What is your definition of success? Well, for me, success is enjoying the journey. And the reason why I say that is that when we look into what is success, I think society depicts it as the financial gains, having a big house, a nice car. And uh, I'm sure many guests have said this before, but ultimately for me, if, if I'm having an amazing day, and the reason why I say simple as that, having just an amazing day is that When it comes down to it, we just have a day after day after day after day. And if I can have an amazing day where I've impacted people, I've shared on a podcast, I've done a webinar, I'm I'm impacting my clients, I'm having that sort of impact, that is an amazing day and that is success for me. Interesting. And what are your success strategies? What have you used in your business to become successful? Sure. So for me and my business, I speak a lot about depth, not width. And I've trained a lot of different coaches to to build up their business. And I've I've certified people as well. And when I look into the, the tips and tricks that I give them, depth, not width is incredibly important. There's so many people nowadays that are sharing out. They're getting these surface level connections. They're attempting to connect with thousands and thousands of people. But that that is not how you build a successful practice. And for me, it's been genuinely caring about people and creating that depth whereby someone knows I care about them. And that level of compassion, care, empathy allows you to serve someone at an incredibly high level. Now, some of the other things that I do is I like to add a little bit of a wow factor to some things. So I was actually inspired. Have you been to any of the Tony Robbins live events? No, I actually wanted to, but next year, I don't know if I can, because I'm in Singapore, so it's very difficult to travel to US yeah, with yeah. all the visas. and. It's- sure, sure, sure. So I, I've, um, I've attended a fair amount of events, like over 10 plus, and some of the events, they have these, um, these wheels, they spin, and it's like a, a wheel and you win a prize. Now, I thought I'd take that virtually. So one of the things that I do is, and I don't tell anyone that comes on, and this is our, our little secret, is that 
that I have a virtual wheel that I spin when they're achieving great results or if they're working very hard or if they're doing something that I want to acknowledge and they get to win a massage, they get to win a book, they get to win a prize. And it's those small elements that I think really have a huge impact. It's often not the big things that people remember. It's those small things that really mean something. And I think that's been important for my business. Being able to speak like previously, I built my business through sharing my story on stage and uh, I've been doing that in China for many years. I, I built my business primarily in China to begin with and then I started to expand elsewhere. So I think there have been many strategies. I'm, I'm using a variety of different strategies now like, compared to what I was previously. Yeah. But it's been a, an amazing journey and I feel I feel so grateful to be where I am right now. And at the beginning of this year, I had no idea. I genuinely, I had no idea what I was going to do. I had talks planned in China. I was prepped. Everything was there and then everything hit the fan. There was just nothing. And for me, that's where I had to transition online. I had to switch business models. I had to pivot. And I was telling everyone that, that I'm working with in training, they've got to do the same. And you've got to be able to ride the wave, innovate and pivot. Because the truth is, what works now may not work in a few weeks' time. You've got to have that innovative ability to really help you move forward. Right. How hard was it for you to accept this? Because I know some of the people couldn't take it so easily, because especially if you're into public speaking and you're doing events across the globe, it was like a sudden thing, you know, it wasn't like, okay, in six months, all the events are going to be canceled. Suddenly in March, everything across the globe was canceled. How was it? Like, what was your state of mind and how did you come out of it? Oh, I was not happy. I was so, I can't even tell you, I was so excited. I had everything lined up in China. I usually go for a few weeks. I have back-to-back talks. I had made some amazing connections. I did a talk in HSBC in December, just before all the COVID stuff happened. I was genuinely so excited. And for me, it was just this real big disappointment. However, at that time, I was thinking, okay, how do I turn this into an opportunity? And for me in February, I hired a business coach who has a multi-million dollar like, online platforms and like he's doing that coaching. And for me, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to spend this time. And I think that I really hope people take this on is that when we emerge from the experience that we've all had this year, right? So that I would be unrecognizable compared to when I back, went back in. And the reason why I say that is I've spent the majority of this year laying an incredibly strong foundation of products, of services, of all the different knowledge that I used to teach in events, I've digitalized. I've spent a lot of time in branding, repositioning, and creating things that can truly have an impact. And I think that if you can look at this as an opportunity as opposed to a challenge and create that pivot, it allows you to move forward in a way where you can actually enjoy the experience as opposed to it getting you down. Which is so true. I think some of them have taken this as an opportunity and for some it was very hard. Very interesting. When do you have a favorite quote which inspires you or a favorite quote which is stuck with you? Sure. I, I think that from, uh, I have many, but I think happiness is not a destination. It's a way of life. I, I think that's an, an amazing quote that I really hope people take on is that it's not just waiting for something happy to occur, but it's enjoying those little moments along the way. Sweet. Very nice. So what are your plans for next year or next 
few years if you have plans because i don't know if people are actually planning or not but maybe you do have what are your next moves sure well i know at some point i'm going back to to, to china and, and doing stuff out there and i'm sure i'll do the same in la and i'll start doing my talks in person uh, in the uk but for, for me pretty simple it's about carrying on having that impact um, impacting you know, thousands of people out in China or online and whether it's through my podcast, whether it's through impacting people through articles or videos, I want to continue that. I'm pretty good at Chinese. I've done a TED talk in Chinese, but that's wow. something that I'm working on improving even more. It's something that I ditched very consciously uh, this year as I pivoted the business and had to do some different things because Chinese takes a lot of time. If I knew how much time it would take, I probably would have done it, but I'm enjoying the journey. And for me, just being able to enjoy that, spending time with my wife, having a lot of fun, recovering from my ankle. I couldn't believe I did it on Sunday running in the woods, but life happens. And I think you've got to take it with a smile and, and enjoy that. It just teaches me once again to have a bit more patience with my ankle too, and uh, to really move forward. So I'm excited to see what the years will come. I have no definitive, this is exactly how it will work. But the more trainers that I get, the, the, the more impact I have, I just can't wait to see how the coming years will unfold. Interesting. All the best to you. So Ben, this is all the time we have. What is one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs to escape burnout? Have more fun. And the reason why I say that is I think that it's so easy as entrepreneurs to get so caught up in the business, focusing on all these things. And, and I used to do this a lot. Like I said, I burnt out for six weeks. I've had the challenges and I remember going on holiday and working on my business. And all I can remember of that holiday isn't the beautiful palm trees, isn't being able to be in the Caribbean. It's I was working on the business, creating this self-development course and doing all these things. It really doesn't matter now. And I think it's so easy for us to miss out on the journey where we spend 99.9% of the time. So my biggest piece of advice is go have a better fun, go play a board game, have a wine night, chill out, relax. And I think that people need that now more than ever. Right. And but people start worrying, oh, if I'm not going to finish this or do this, my business is going to suffer. And, you know, there are different kinds of fear people have. But you're right. We need to have fun, take break and enjoy the journey, because I always feel that when you take breaks, have fun, you come back even stronger, your productivity increases. So actually, you end up saving time and escaping burnouts. Interesting, Ben. So before we say bye to you, Please tell our listeners, where can they find you? Sure. So they can connect with me on my website. So ben-ivy.com. So I-V-E-Y. And then I've got a variety of different uh, freebies there to, to help people, especially hacks to overcome overwhelm. So that's ben-ivy.com forward slash overwhelm. And uh, you can get some hacks to, to help you avoid overwhelm too. Awesome. I'm going to put those in our show notes. Thank you, Ben. Have an amazing day. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK, 
Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.